Welcome to our podcast, Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem, Laced with Morality, where all authors and experts are invited to share, learn, and together make this a better world where light pierces through the darkness with the spoken and written word. Well, I am excited for our guest today. Um, Her name is Joanna Vanderfluck. I have been practicing that name. Um, We had the honor of meeting through her publicist. He is with Creative Edge and his name is Mickey Mickelson, a hardworking guy. Um, And I couldn't be more excited that she's here because she writes thriller like me. Okay. And she draws motorcycles. I don't draw motorcycles. Maybe it's something I need to take on, but um, I just want to share a little bit about this really cool lady. Um, So even as a child, uh, she would conjure up stories. Uh, She would create books using construction paper and a needle and thread. And she developed her storytelling and writing. And then since then, the thrill of language and creation has never left her. So like I said before, she's both an author and an illustrator and her motorcycle illustrations have been purchased worldwide. Um, Her Women Empowered Motorcycle Art Series has been featured in online art and motorcycle magazines. And um, she's written short mystery stories. Uh, They've appeared in the Crime Writers, uh, they're published in the Crime Writers of Canada Mystery Anthologies, and that was Egyptian uh, Queen and the Parrot and Wild Mushroom Stuffing. Oh my gosh, it sounds uh, that sounds so good. <laughs> um, her personal essay, No Beatles Reunion, was published in the Drop Threads 3 Beyond the Small Circle Anthology. Um, the Unraveling, which was her debut thriller, was a Canadian book club awards finalists. Oh my goodness. Um, and she is, she's also going to tell us about her other projects. She has a legal thriller, uh, dealer's child, and that was a Canadian book club awards finalist as well. Um, so she, she also hosts a podcast. Okay. And I want to tell you a little about this podcast. It's called JCV art studio from the dressing room. And it provides authors and artists an opportunity to tell their story. It's like a dress rehearsal before taking their book launch or art show on the road. What a a unique concept. I love that. Um, Because some of us artsy types, you know, we, we, not only we, do we have these crazy um, characters in our heads and stories in our heads, but then we have drawings in our heads. I don't, I don't know if you're like me, but I see art everywhere. I look in the clouds and I'm, I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's a total hand. Or foot, and I'll t- tell my family that, like, how do you even see that? Or I'll see something on the sidewalk, and it's, people think it's a splotch, and to me, it looks like someone's head. So all of those different things. Um, but Joanna's art can be also viewed on her Instagram and on her website. And toward the end of our time together, she's going to share all of those different links. Um, so Joanna, can you share with us, like, what other authors? Are you friends with, do you have an author and art community and how do they help you to become better at your craft? Thank you, Catherine. And thanks for that great introduction. And I apologize. I think my dogs heard the garbage man or somebody out there. Is you. I'm glad <laughs> it's not my animals this time. <laughs> 
So, so authors are friends of mine. Well, my critique partner, Carol Ann, she and I have been writing for like the last 20 years. Uh-huh. And she has published, she has had short stories published uh-huh. in different anthologies. And we critique each other's work and she's working on her first cozy mystery. Okay. Uh, now here's a kind of a, a different thing where my oldest sister is also an author. So oh. it's, who knew, right? Who knew? Wow. But, uh, yeah. That the two of us, like there's four girls in our family that the mm-hmm. oldest and the youngest wow. would enjoy, um, would enjoy writing books and writing thrillers. What does she um, write? She writes thrillers as well, but she used to work um, for an oil and pipeline company. So Mm -hmm. hers are more of um, climate, climate change, environmental friendly. uh, You know what I mean? Like environmental. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, that's a hot topic right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I I read her work and I think, wow, I could write that, you know, so it's just. It's what you feel comfortable with, right? Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, gosh, like you said with the podcast, um, I have I've read a lot of authors' work, mm-hmm. so I find sometimes, like one author who is my mentor right now, her name is Eileen Cook, mm-hmm. and she's written a number of YA thrillers mysteries okay and uh and what i find is she will like in our writing classes she will say something and you know it's good when as you're writing notes you start thinking of your own story yeah how it applies to your own story right right oh wow you know like she said we had a class and she was talking about motivation and yeah. like, almost like the different degrees of motivation. And I was just like, wow, you know, and, yeah. and then it, it really like it, like the light bulb went on and I thought, okay, now I know what I have to do with my rewrites. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, so are you looking for each book to stand alone or are you trying to build this body of work with different connections to each book? I like the each book. To stand alone, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm work just finishing off the rewrites for Spy Girls, which I'll be sending to my editor later today. Okay. So I want people, if you know the cover of Spy Girls, they like that and they want to read that book, then they can yeah. grab that book and not be concerned that they haven't read book one. Okay. Know? So gotcha. Um, I want each to be independent, and. Uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, what I have to watch out for though, is because I know these characters so well, mm-hmm. I have to think about, okay, if a reader does pick up book three, are they going to know who these people are? Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Cause you feel like you've already established who that character was in the beginning. Right. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. yeah. It's something you have to be conscious of. Yeah. Well, how did publishing the first book change your whole process of writing or did it? I feel okay. Two things stand out. I remember when the first book was published, 
my husband said to me, so how does it feel knowing people are reading your work? Yeah. And I went, scary. I yeah. said, now, now everyone knows yeah. what sort of an imagination I have. <laughs> <laughs> They don't think I'm this nice, quiet person anymore. Right. right? Yeah. You know, so, and I think with that first book, I don't want to say I was like a babe in the woods, but I, my editor helped a lot. And I feel with each book, I'm becoming more and more critical Mm -hmm. of what I'm writing. Yes. Yeah. Compared to that first one. So that's right. Yeah. 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 Mm. What's, what do you think? Cause we, uh, before we got on here, we were, we were talking about, you know, you know, how the things that authors do, you know, to build their platform and get themselves out there. And often they get taken advantage of, you know, and I'm so grateful to have met you, you know, you, you're right there with me in the trenches we're there with no strings attached, having a platform for authors to come in here and, and, and we offer quality product, um, spend a lot of time, you know, editing, put it, putting it together. Um, even when it doesn't come across as amazing, the work involved, you know, but for you personally, as, as an author, what was the best money you've ever spent in your career? Okay. Um, the best money I could think of two. Yeah. And the first would be because I have self published. It is the money I've spent on an editor. Okay. Yeah. Um, with all the books, but particularly with book three, Mm -hmm. a, how this story has changed and developed. I owe it to my editor and It's not that she has said, oh, maybe you should do that. Like she does. She'll say, mm, not quite sure about this. What right. do you think about this word versus this word? Yeah. But it's the questions she'll right. ask me. Oh, so good. And then I will take my dogs for a walk at lunch and I will just think about those questions. Yeah. And this story, I don't think a chapter is in its original place from when I first wrote it okay (laughs) wow yeah so editor and I have to give a shout out to Mickey Nicholson of Creative Edge yeah Um, he's a publicist and I find with being self-published before I met up with him you know you're all like you do everything right like you know you you hire a book designer you hire an editor but just always I remember I was always thinking oh maybe I should do more maybe I should do more because I didn't have a publicist so he's taken that um, I don't want to say worry but that concern away from me but it totally is a worry you know it it totally is so that's so good yeah yeah he yeah clearly he does a great job he really does yeah well he connected us yeah (laughs) hello yeah amazing so what, to you, what would you define as literary success? Like, I'm successful. Well, the feedback. The feedback yeah. I get from, from readers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, with Dealer's Child, I remember one day getting a Facebook message from a reader. Mm. She was someone I knew. Okay. And she had just basically said to me, she goes, Joanna, I can't put this darn book down. Oh, my goodness. You know? and, and so I'm saying to her, I go, oh, can I, you know, thinking of marketing, can I use your comment, you know, to promote? Right. And she's like, yes, now leave me alone. I want to read. <laughs> oh, know? my goodness. So, so that I could see the humor in that. And that, that meant so much. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, like in the beginning, you were mentioning, you know, being finalists in different awards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was thinking, yeah, what's, what's, what's that saying? Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah, I, I, the words, they're nice, but it's, it's, like entertaining the readers you know because time is precious Mm -hmm. so if someone is taking a chunk of time Mm -hmm. to read my book right yeah that's that's special yeah it really is yeah 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 i was yeah i've been i talked about that with an author just the other day about how it's an honor when when someone reads your book and this particular author he was saying he doesn't even mind negative reviews because he's like, well, at least they, they gave their time. So if they want to share their opinion, that's fine with him. Um, so, okay. So you mentioned a publicist because where I'm going is marketing now. Like, cause I want to know what do you think is the best way to market your books? What do you feel like has worked? For me, it's been in-person events. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I last summer appeared, not appeared, but I had booked five days in. So I've moved from the city to a town and I'm adjusting. Okay. Yeah. I definitely like the city. Okay. Oh, wow. But, but I've, I'm, I've adjusted, you know, this is a pretty cool place, you know? Okay. Um, so I went and I was at the local market. I had booked five days. And each market day, and I'm not, um, I'm not, how do I say this? I can't sell, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but each market day, I managed to do well. You know, I, wow. I sold anywhere from like one to five books Yeah. each market day. Okay. okay? Depending on, depending on the day. The crazy thing was the hotter the day, the more books I sold. Don't ask yeah. me why. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. People sell books when it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's in-person events where, okay. you know, I just, maybe cause I, again, if I just, I think of a time when I was in, um, doing a, an event at chapters and I thought, I guess I look at it as if someone like you had said, has taken the time to stop and ask me about my book and we have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I take a genuine interest in that person, you know, mm-hmm. so, and I, I'll listen to their story. Like you're a podcaster, right? You listen yeah. to people's stories, you Absolutely. know, and, and, and where they're from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so for you, what has been the most challenging when it comes to marketing? It's hard. I think 
it is oh god so what what about uh, social media do you love do you love social media i mean instagram Instagram. i I like instagram Mm -hmm. um and i find i can focus on instagram Mm -hmm. uh i but the thing that i guess this kind of ties in with social media is sometimes feeling that you're not as successful as let's say another author okay and i i know you can't you can't compare two authors journeys like that we have different journeys Mm -hmm. so um but still you know i'm human Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) you read someone's like number one on um like the new york times and you're kind of like yeah, <laughs> that'd, be <nice. laughs> that'd be nice to make 100, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Well, you never know, it could happen. Yeah. Uh, what kind of research do you do for your books? And how about you tell us a little about your, about Dealer's Child? Okay, so, you know, going by writing what you know, um, yeah. In Dealer's Child, my heroine, Jade, she is a lawyer. Now, I worked 13 years in the prosecutor's office here in on Vancouver Island. I was around prosecutors a lot, and um, I, I was able to... I handled what we call Supreme Court files, which were all the the, the, the real nasty ones, like the wow. the sexual assaults, the assault causing oh. bodily harms, the murders, the manslaughters, all, all of those mm. files came across my desk. So Dealer's Child, my heroine, she's a lawyer, mm-hmm. and she's also what we ha- have, it's called an ad hoc crown council, because oh. we're okay. mainly, we're a mix of, you know, the British legal system uh, i'm hoping i'm not putting people asleep here no because ah. it's different because you're in canada yeah so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so what the challenge though with having a pros i have to say ad hoc prosecutor is because in canada a prosecutor cannot investigate so oh. you're writing a thriller and your heroine needs to you know like do some investigating or some inquiry, you know, into a murder and you don't want to cross the line where she could be reported to the law society. Okay. So, um, that's why I like showing her like in, in dealer's child, she's doing some prosecuting and then what she investigates will be something, let's say, related to her defense work, her de- criminal defense work. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, did I answer your question? I don't know. But with, with Dealer's Child, yeah. uh, my heroine, Jade, a lawyer, you know, she finds out that her father uh, supposedly committed suicide by an overdose. Yeah. And uh, she starts looking into it. And because she's looking into it, she then finds out that... Um, her mother, who had passed, had connections in her youth when she was in her like a teenager in her sixties with um, a drug dealer. So mm. uh, Jade's starting to realize that the 
life she grew up with is a lie. And oh, she so she's the dealer's child. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a twist. That's a good, you caught yeah. a good, good for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler alert, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. So, okay. That's, that's exciting. And then can you give us a taste of what to expect in your new book that you're writing on? It's it's well, Spy Girls. Yeah. Or there's another one in between. Nope. Is there's it? Spy, like The Unraveling was the first. Mm-hmm. And then Dealer's Child. Dealer's Child. Okay. And with Spy Girls, um, Jade is being pulled. It, again, she's uh, her sister's friend um, is a, goes missing. Okay. Oh. She goes to a judge's party and the judge gets murdered and she's missing. And uh, Jade and her sister start looking for her sister. And what they start to uncover is uh, these connections to like a mob and to an espionage, espionage ring. And she gets, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been, oh man, it's been so cool researching espionage. That is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, she's she's getting pulled into this world of espionage and um, it's a rough ride, you know, like, okay. so you writing thriller, you yeah. know, they say be cruel to your, your characters. Well, I just wrote this scene where there, there's some physical abuse yeah, that she goes through, but it makes for her change in her, motivation and the change in her behavior at the end so much mm-hmm. more believable because she yes. has to go through this yeah. right yeah I know you start feeling sorry for them because yeah yeah what yeah some of my character what the the prequel I'm writing right now to my first thriller uh I'm feeling so bad for this woman I'm like how much more can she take but yeah. you know and I'm the one writing it yeah. but yeah, you just you just like wow. How in the world is she going? To, I'm trying to figure out how she's going to get out of this, but I'm sure she will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, so how is it challenging for you to write opposite sex characters when you, whenever you have to? Yes. Yeah. And the reason being, okay, so oh god, in early 2000s, uh, when I originally started writing. Yeah. Okay. I thought at that time that I would be able to get a chance to get myself established mm-hmm. if I wrote a romance. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to write a Harlequin, trying, trying the emphasis, a Harlequin yeah. romance. And <laughs> they are not easy to write. Okay. Yeah. And I remember, um, now this is prior to the Me Too movement. Uh-huh. And I remember getting um, criticism, not criticism, a critique back from an editor. First one was the story was too dark, which oh. it was, um, yeah. in the sense that the murder that happens, okay? And the other uh, critique I received back was that I didn't have a strong enough male character or male voice. And um, I remember thinking at that time, I have a hard time writing the 
alpha male yeah because i'm not really attracted to that <laughs> alpha male i haven't married an alpha male right so yeah so i i i mentioned that in another conversation with someone and you know they said well maybe you were just a, a little bit ahead of your time and i said why well, I, yeah. I can't do the the dude walks in you know <laughs> right? because that harlequin so it's it's very scripted but it works it yeah. they have a winning formula it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so. you just had to sneak that dark stuff you so that thriller girl and you was always there <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 yeah the murder in the unraveling is <laughs> i will say a bit graphic uh it is graphic and um I remember when I received that, I thought, okay, the writing's on the wall. You've read thrillers all your life. You've read yeah. just about every Dick Francis novel. Yeah. Why are you trying to write a romance when you've right. never, I think I read Daphne du Maurier. That was it. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that gives, you know, it is, it, it is such a blessing when we see ourselves in other authors, you know, so when the, 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 the uh, rise of female thriller authors also helps. I don't know if you read Karen Slaughter, you know, she, she's one, um, uh, Hank Philippi Ryan. Uh, she, uh, and there's, there are many others, but that is encouraging. Cause you're like, Oh man, they're nailing it. So, you know, I can, I can break out of the shell and, and write like that. Um, yeah. How many hours do you think you write a, a day? Oh think? gosh. Well, I would say four. Okay. So okay. I would say definitely two to three hours in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, the afternoon is when I'm usually just like brain is spent <laughs> and I try to do some art. Okay. But these last few weeks, it's been like um, foot on the gas and with the rewrites. So I've been yeah. doing rewrites in the morning, in the afternoon. And then I started developing a system where I would print out what I had rewritten yeah. and before I went to bed at night oh. I would then go through with my pen right? oh that's and, a good idea yeah because don't you find that it's like early morning and late at night when you're, your creativity is at it's best it is yeah, yeah. you're right in the afternoon I just want to snack yeah. that's, that's all I want to do <laughs> <laughs> but early in the morning and I mean I get an attitude when I'm I'm writing and then somebody comes in the office I'm like what yeah or at and then late at night it's not great you know it's not but at, at night you know the house is quiet it's all to, your creative juices are flowing yeah totally get it um so here's another thing we kind of touched on that about um, reviews and feedback and all of that but specifically in book reviews right because you're on everything you're very well marketed um yeah you're you're definitely out there um do you ever read your book reviews and how do you deal with the good and the and the bad ones yes i do i do i do Mm -hmm. i do read my book reviews and um the good ones are great know and thank you also thank you to everyone who does write a review okay and uh you know i i look at like even the like with the bad reviews i i guess i look at the content of it what is it that the person didn't like you know and um you know i will 
then either change things or change what I'm doing with the next book mm-hmm. um, or else I won't. Like it, it depends on the content, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and if someone writes something like I heard this with one author um, that they don't like prologues, well, okay. I could literally put chapter one on that if you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, come on, come on guys or girl. You're like, it, the author feels that this information is important, you know? Right. So yeah. yeah. I'd say the, the prologues are important. <laughs> okay. They are. Yeah. So about how long does it take you to write a book? Oh gosh. I think, Okay, here's the crazy thing. Like I write, I've been retired for a year now. Uh And I pretty much write, you know, for full time. Yeah. But it, I thought I would write faster when (laughs) I used to write and I worked a full time job. Right. But I, I'm like, what is going on? Um, I think I forgot your question now. (laughs) No, I think, I think you're onto something because I think sometimes when you have, you have your life is more scripted and you're working yeah. full time and then you're working on a book project, yeah. then you're very, you're very protective of that time to write yeah. that book. But then sometimes when then you have this time, you're like, well, you know, <laughs> I have all this time. And then you, you don't have that angst. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I totally get that, you know, Uh-oh. I'd say, Okay, for I'm, I just I, I feel like I just interrupted you. No. Um, I'd say oh, just over a year. Mm-hmm. I'm. It takes me, let's say, about uh, 14, 14, 15 months to write a book. Uh-huh. Um, I also know that with NaNoWriMo, that happens oh, in yeah. November. Yeah, it's like last NaNoWriMo, I I just I put Spy Girls aside for the month. And I was able to, I, I'll say it because a NaNoWriMo is where you sit down and you just write. Just write, yeah. 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 And I was able to, I'll say, crank out a first draft of a wow. book. Okay. Uh, no one's no one's going to see it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it needs to be rewritten a number yeah. of times. But I guess with working, I mean, writing full time, it like you said it allows you to do projects like that yeah wow so okay here's a weird question uh which is one of my favorites because i actually do this um do you ever hide secrets in your book that only a few people will find i try to okay yeah i try to and why i guess the thing is my editor you know, we share a lot, we share a lot, and mm-hmm. I guess for her, it's reading something and realizing that that is something that I've taken from my own life. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So someone who knows. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's or, super cool. For example, my husband. He one day at dinner, he said this this line of dialogue. Like he just said this dialogue. He just said something that I thought was funny, and I looked at him and I said. I got to use that, you know, I've got to use that. (laughs) It's going in the book, babe. So when you see it, you know, (laughs) Uh, 
Well, I can't believe how um, quickly our time has passed. Uh, it's been so amazing to hang out with you, another fellow villa writer. And um, I really, I really want you to tell us, you know, t- share with our listeners, like what's next? How can we stay in touch with you? Okay. Yeah. So like I said, uh, Spy Girls is the next book. And uh, <laughs> my head's so, like, I, I feel sometimes I feel people are talking to me and it's like, you, you know, Catherine, your head is so much in that book. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can say, you can put together a, a full sentence. And speak, <laughs> <laughs> Stop thinking about Jade back here and getting her out off the boat. <laughs> you know, right? um, so yes, Spy Girls will be coming out. Probably in most likely the fall. I thought okay. it would come out sooner, but I, with Creative Edge, I really want to do the um, the promotion, the promoting of it, correct? Mm-hmm. And um, with the edits, I am not going to release this book until I feel it is ready. Like I'm, right. I'm not putting that pressure on myself. Like get it yeah. out within the year, you know. So right. um, it will be out around the fall spy okay. girls uh if people want to get a hold of me i have my website it's jcvartstudio.net so that's j for joanna c for cat v for victor mm-hmm. artstudio.net good um as soon as you go on the website i have just there's a little button if you want to subscribe to my newsletter mm-hmm. i publish a newsletter probably about every seven weeks mm-hmm. six weeks and um, i'm on instagram so under joanna vanderflook the underscore author underscore art okay okay yeah okay good so we're excited about your, your new book coming out. That would be a great time for you to hop on back here and yes. we can chat all about that book. That would, would be fun. Would love to. Yeah. That'd be, and hey, might be in time for Halloween. That's a perfect time to release a book like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow, Joanna, um, I am so grateful that you came on here. I appreciate you hanging out with us and we've learned so much from you and from your, your author's journey and even a little about your art. Do you want to share anything about your art? Because did we talk about the fact that you, you draw motorcycles at your specialty? Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's okay. I was never the popular kid in school. So the little nerd in me is going to come out now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's neat when I can look at a bike, like a photo of a bike, a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And I can see that that gas tank how the light shines on it it actually has all these different shades of pink so or else looking at the rim around a tire and seeing all these different shades of green because yes and that exhaust okay now i'm really getting excited the exhaust pipe Mm because that reflects the sky you know what's below so i really enjoy illustrating motorcycles and especially women who ride bikes mm-hmm. you know um yeah like it's something like, powerful about it yeah it yeah. is it is it is and it, to me it's like freedom you know like yeah, yeah don't stop this girl <laughs> don't stop yeah wow so so 
That's right, people. So go and check out the artist and the author. And please don't forget to pierce through the darkness with the spoken and written word. <laughs>